10 to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, for what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, uh, that they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies. For the field of the field, how they grow, and they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself, and sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Our heavenly Father, I pray that you bless our time together this afternoon, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. You can see uh, from this account in the book of Matthew, uh, Gentiles uh, were referenced here, and the other one is nations. And uh, we have uh, uh, the O ye of little faith in Matthew chapter number six that we didn't find in, uh, in Luke. And, uh, and, uh, and even you know, taking thought for tomorrow, because we don't know what uh, little, the, the day's going to bring. And he points out the fact that you can't serve uh, God and mammon. There's a choice, and none of us are the exception to that rule. Uh, you'll serve one and hate the other. And uh, so when this whole idea of being able to uh, serve self and God, uh, in fact, I was talking to someone this last week and uh, that struggles with uh, just different uh, types of emotions and stuff. Uh, I said for the Christian, one of the biggest things that causes all of that is our double-mindedness. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And they said, well, what does that even mean? And I said, well, it's maybe having one foot in heaven and one foot in hell. It's like you want to do right, but you keep doing wrong. It's like you decide you're going to live for the Lord, but then you're going to live for self. And when you do that, uh, it creates an instability in your life, according to the word of God. And just maybe if uh, we had a single eye uh, and we were obeying the Lord, that some of those other things would take care of themselves. But he says to not be anxious and to not be uh, worried. Uh, and uh, your heavenly Father uh, wants to bless us. Uh, he knows uh, before we even ask of those needs. Now back over into Luke chapter number 12 and, and take those both. And, and by the way, if you look, you can look in Google. You can sometimes in the margins of your Bible, uh, you'll have... Uh, the other gospel accounts listed. So when you're reading one, you can look at the other one uh, and see uh, what is being said uh, over in the other. And it's always great. And when you take them all together, uh, there's uh, truths that you'll get uh, from that. So uh, fear not, he says, little flock. Uh, we find Luke and his take on it uh, is a little bit different than Matthew's, but he's dealing with basically seven he has a sevenfold argument, and we talked about the first one uh, in this morning's message, and we'll lay out the rest of them. We hinted towards them uh, a little bit, but the first one was, if you're going to have worry and, uh, and you're worrying about um, the life and uh, the providence of God, uh, he said in verse number 22 uh, not to do that. Take no thought 
for your life. And he says that your life is more than meat. Your life is more uh, than raiment. And then we pointed out the fact that the antidote to anxiety and worry in this context is to consider uh, and to think on. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Philippians that uh, we're to think on um, just things and pure things and holy things uh, and to get our mind off of or to get our thoughts under captivity because most of the stuff that we worry about never happens. All right, we, we perseverate, we can't get it out of our minds, and then it just, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how many, how many times that has happened in my life and how many times it'll happen in the future. And so we think we'd learn the lesson and not worry, uh, but again, some, some of us are hardwired uh, that way and it's more of a struggle. Some people just kind of um, go with the flow and uh, just fly through life and uh, not a worry in the world. Uh, but uh, for others, it takes a little bit more discipline so he says uh, to consider and then gives us an alternative. So he says uh, that uh, we're to be rich towards God, to not take thought uh, for the things of tomorrow, uh, but rather, he says later on in verse 31, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have, give alms. Uh, and uh, he says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Uh, and tells us, of course, to wait uh, and be waiting for the Lord, uh, ready to go. Uh, and uh, a question to leave with today is, am I ready? Am I ready uh, to meet my Savior? So the first point was, uh, or the argument for not taking thought, is to consider the value of your life, that it's more than just uh, food and raiment. It's more than just living your life, making money, paying your bills, uh, trying to save uh, for a rainy day or for retirement. Uh, I, just a few weeks ago, I brought, asked the question uh, of, or this, made the statement, uh, that there are a lot of people uh, that, you know, they spend their whole life uh, saving for retirement and then die in the first week of retirement. Uh, and uh, there are people who've, um, who've not saved for retirement and live 40 years after they retired. Uh, and so there's kind of like, you know, you just never know. And it's all the grace of God. God wants us to prepare and to be good stewards, uh, but uh, we always got to remember uh, that um, when we're gone from here, uh, I like that bumper sticker. It says, um, my retirement is out of this world, <laughs> and, uh, and that is true, uh, and um, I'm looking forward uh, to that time. I was just thinking of um, who was preaching. Uh, oh, uh, Brother Sis, Brother Don Sisk, I think he's 82 years old. And uh, they just had the spiritual leadership conference in Asia, and he was over there preaching. He was introduced as the dean of modern missions. And, uh, and so at 82, sharp as attack, and is preaching the word of God. Um, but that's not the same for everybody. Some people, um, their faculties uh, might go a lot earlier than that. So we trust the Lord, and we live for the Lord, we prepare. Uh, but but uh, we also know uh, that our life is more than that. Uh, and uh, the vanity of life and, you know, your neighbors, the people that you know and family members, perhaps, um, they're just, you know, climbing a ladder, uh, living, you know, t living for the weekend uh, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you have uh, a bigger picture to live for. Your life is more than that. And then he said to consider, and these, this is number two, uh, the manner of the ravens. In Matthew 6, uh, it was the fowls. Uh, and it says, consider the ravens, neither uh, sow nor reap, but God feeds them. And, uh, and we're better. Uh, it says in verse number 24 uh, that uh, they don't have a storehouse nor a barn like the foolish farmer uh, in the parable. Uh, and God feeds them. How much more are you better uh, than the fowls? 
And so he says, when you start to worry about whether or not you're going to have clothes or raiment, what's going to happen tomorrow, uh, you need to think about how your life is more than that. And uh, he said, you need to think about uh, these, uh, these ravens, uh, these fowls. The second reason Christ gives us why we should rest ourselves in God uh, in, in this present life uh, are these birds. Uh, they, they're not redeemed by the blood of, uh, of Christ. They're not called uh, with a holy calling. They don't have the promise of God the, uh, about His providence and that, uh, that He knows uh, their needs, and, uh, and yet uh, God takes care of them. Uh, I like to look at it this way. The raven's uh, ignorance is its bliss, uh, and uh, they just don't think about it, and God takes care of them. You say, well, it's different. They're birds and whatever. And, I've, and uh, yes, it's true. But, but for us to say that doesn't apply to us is to, uh, is to say that God's, God's word <laughs> isn't true. And so if he says, you're better than uh, the ravens and I take care of them. So don't worry uh, about food uh, because uh, I've got you. And, and again, there, it almost sounds like a t-shirt or whatever. Somebody makes a meme and puts it on social media uh, that God's got this or what I'm going to let go and let God. Uh, but how empty uh, of, a, of a phrase is that for most people who say it, but that really don't believe it, uh, that say they trust in God, uh, yet, uh, yet they really don't have the faith uh, to trust him. And it's we give lip service to it. And the, and the tell uh, is um, uh, the worry, the anxiety, uh, what you share with other people. Uh, if you're like, I just don't know, uh, pray for me. I just don't know what's going on. And uh, if I'm going to get through tomorrow, if I'm going to be able to pay my bills uh, and pray for me uh, is really kind of like, help me uh, uh, at, its, at its core. Uh, but um, we shouldn't, if we're that way, if we're a basket case about it, then we're probably not, uh, uh, you know, obeying it. So the raven's ignorance is its bliss. Uh, the rich man's ignorance from the parable uh, is his curse. Uh, and uh, Christ's next argument uh, in support, uh, as he's telling his disciples not to worry about tomorrow, he says, your life uh, is more than meat and raiment, and you need to consider the ravens. Uh, they don't have barns and storehouses, uh, but God takes care of them. He's going to take care of you. Uh, he says to consider the lilies uh, and how they grow. Uh, in verse 27, it says, consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. Yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed uh, like one of these. Now think about that for a second. We thought about, or just recently we, uh, we looked at scriptures with the temple and the building of the temple last week. And all the billions of dollars in today's money that went into the building of that. And, uh, and, um, and purposely and rightfully so, uh, the details in the giving God the glory and giving him what he wants. Uh, God says, you look at a lily and Solomon wasn't arrayed uh, like that lily uh, is arrayed. Uh, and, uh, and tomorrow uh, it'll go into a, 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 an oven uh, and, uh, and will be gone. And so the lily glory of the grass was greater than Solomon's. The righteousness which is in us, uh, the righteousness of Christ, what we've been clothed. The Bible says we've been clothed with righteousness. Um, how much better uh, are we off uh, than uh, these lilies? Therefore, with regard to supply, food, uh, and in regards to the adorning, the raiment and putting on, uh, the Bible says here, Jesus teaching his disciples that they need to rest in him uh, and trust in him. Uh, but that rest, by the way, does not mean idleness. I mentioned this morning that God says we're supposed to provide for our families uh, and, uh, and otherwise we're worse than infidel. 
nor does it uh, uh, regard failure, because we can do all things uh, through Christ, uh, which strengtheneth us. So in regards to uh, these finances, uh, we're supposed to do our part. God does his part. Um, I like how it was put one time. I heard a long time ago, we put feet to our prayers. If you're praying for a job, um, you pray that God provides it, you go fill out the applications. All right. Uh, you're praying that God provides you food. You go out and you mow somebody's grass, do something. Uh, and so for us to just pray uh, and expect for God to just you know, do everything for us uh, is not the plan that God gives us. So uh, he says, I'm giving you seven reasons, uh, disciples, uh, that you shouldn't worry about what's going on. He says, your life is more important than those things. You're to consider the ravens. You're to consider the lilies. And I also want you to think about the knowledge of your father. Look at verse number 30. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. Uh, in Matthew 6, it talked about the Gentiles seek after. And also it says, and your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Um, that is... I've mentioned it in passing both this morning and now that he knows our needs before we even ask him. Uh, but think about how comforting uh, that is as a Christian. Uh, that my heavenly, the God who created everything uh, this morning coming in uh, to, to church and uh, it's uh, still a little bit uh, dark and sun was coming up and uh, still cloudy and things, but you could see Mount Rainier. Uh, and where I come on 176, there's a spot all obscured now with all the big warehouses and uh, stuff that they put in there. A lot of people used to stop, you know, and take pictures right at that very spot. And, uh, but it's just, it's just beautiful. Uh, and uh, the God who created that and created everything and the universe and all, everything um, cares for me. And he knows all about me. He knows, uh, he knows my needs. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, I'm very thankful uh, that my father uh, knows. We are his children. And by the way, not everybody is his children. Uh, the Bible says if you're not saved, you're of your father the devil. And, uh, and so God loves everybody. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Um, but um, there's a difference between blood-bought children of God uh, and the children of the devil. And, uh, and not everybody that prays, the Bible says, even the prayers of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. Uh, and so um, I know the world wants uh, a God. They've curated a God in the Bible that uh, hears every prayer, loves everybody and every little thing. Uh, and it's, he, that's just not the God of the Bible. And, uh, but if you're saved today, uh, you can cry, Abba, Father. Uh, you've been adopted. You're joint heirs with Christ. Uh, who, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. Uh, and he knows, he knows when your stomach growls, like, I'm, like you, know, uh, you know, I'm hungry. God knows you're hungry. Uh, God knows your needs. Uh, and, uh, you know, how many of you are hungry right now? All right. Uh, well, there's a couple of kids, like maybe teenagers, like I ate like half hour ago. Uh, I need to eat again. Uh, but for the most part, you're satiated uh, and, uh, and taken care of. And so, so he's saying to them, don't, you know, um, be anxious and harass your hearts and anxious thoughts about those things uh, because your father uh, cares for you and knows uh, that uh, the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, uh, and I like that uh, old Kentucky preacher from Paducah. Uh, he's, I, Lord, he said, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He knows what I need, but he, he gives me my needs, but he takes care of my wants. And, uh, and he was just given uh, in that sermon that I heard, uh, glory to the Lord uh, for just blessing him. And, uh, and he's like, you know, 
uh, what, the illustration, he, I don't know what it was. They like drove a pickup truck in the church or, you know, whatever. It was, it was just crazy. By the way, you know, and as good as that was, that, that fellow, he actually um, took his own life uh, in a tobacco field down there in Kentucky. And so I'm saying that to say you can be, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want in times of good uh, in blessing uh, and then go from, from that to a point of despair uh, and uh, and um, but uh, would to God he had just been on that uh, that other side of that and uh, for a little longer maybe God would have brought him uh, through it. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, we confidently add, I shall not want. We're to be content. He said, uh, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. And so, um, not don't worry. Uh, he says, you got to think about and consider uh, your heavenly Father, and then He knows you and knows your needs. And then verse number thirty-one is the next one. The fifth one, and that's a promise. He says, consider the promise of Christ. What does it say? It says, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and what? All these things shall be added unto you. In fact, the, the word of God in, this, in the Proverbs says, in all of your getting to get understanding, we know we're supposed to seek after wisdom uh, and the, the things of God. Uh, and <clears throat> the basic principle in all of that is don't worry about everything else. You just seek God, and everything else will take care of itself. Um, and, and you cannot go wrong. But if you, pers- if you, can, you pursue God, God takes care of everything. Uh, and where you feel that maybe you have less than, you're still content because you're seeking God. Uh, when we're walking with God and seeking God, even when bad things happen, we're able to deal with those things in a way that people who aren't seeking after God can't. And so he says, seek me and I'll add everything to you. Um, but how often do we have people leave church and leave God, young people that go off to make, uh, you know, make their money or whatever, uh, and they don't make the money and they're far away from God. Um, so little is much, as the song says, when God is in it. And uh, we'd much rather uh, be right with God and walking with Him uh, than to, uh, to have riches. Uh, what does it profit a man uh, to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Uh, and, uh, and God says it's easier for uh, a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, and uh, I just, um, um, you can hear stories of people, uh, most of the stories of people who win the lottery, uh, their stories end up bad. And um, for all the reasons uh, that you can imagine, uh, but money, uh, money can't, is not going to fix every problem. Uh, you say, well, I'd like, for, I'd like to try. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't play the lottery. If I played it, I'd win it. Uh, and then I have to explain to everybody why I'm gambling. Uh, and uh, so I just know, hey, want to scratch ticket? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win. Uh, and, uh, and so anyways, I'll move on. Uh, don't, don't gamble. Gambling's bad. What's the next one? Verse 32. He says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So we have the promise of Christ. Seek the kingdom of God. All these things will be added. Those who seek first the kingdom of God as the object, um, God blesses uh, the rest of it. Uh, and then he says uh, to not be afraid. Uh, and uh, he calls, but he calls them little flock. That's the title of my message. Fear not, little flock. Uh, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And so I like when I see that little flock there, uh, it, it almost like the more weak, and helpless uh, the child of God is, the more love and care uh, it seems that the Father bestows uh, upon them. Um, the Bible teaches us that when we're, uh, our, we find strength in weakness, uh, that when uh, a contrite heart, 
The Lord sees that. He hears the prayers of uh, and uh, bottles our tears. We talked about that, uh, that recently. Uh, the flock may be little, uh, as that, that's what that word means, but the shepherd was very good to, to them. He says, don't take any thought and don't be anxious, uh, little flock. Uh, and he refers to them uh, as babes uh, in other places. It's not those uh, to those that are wise in their own eyes, but the babes. God blesses that. And so never begrudge the fact uh, that uh, you're a child of God. And then when you are in a bad place, uh, know that your heavenly father sees it, knows it. He's right there. Uh, and he's a, a present help, the Bible says, uh, in the time of need. Uh, and so God, God was good today and he'll be good tomorrow. Amen. It doesn't matter what happens to the stock market. It doesn't matter what happens to uh, your bank or uh, whatever. Um, our times, we know uh, times are going to get tougher uh, the further along we go, uh, but God says, don't, don't be afraid. Fear not, uh, little flock. Uh, your uh, father uh, is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Uh, doesn't he elsewhere say that if, if your earthly father gives good, good gifts unto you, uh, how much more your heavenly father? And, uh, and um, you know, I'm a dad, uh, and I always want to be a blessing to my kids, still try to be so, uh, and grandkids and things as well. Uh, I want for them, and I, I want to provide for them. And, and you know, uh, it, I'll, I'll always probably pick up the tab at the restaurant or, uh, or doing this and doing that. I just, I want to. But, but as much as I want to with my kids, their Heavenly Father wants to even more. So you, you take the love that you have for your children, which is a special and a unique love, uh, your love for your grandchildren, which is different than that even, uh, and, uh, and then you multiply that to infinity. And that's God's love uh, for his children. Uh, and uh, you ever do that game? I love you. I love you more. I, I love you the mostest. And uh, God loves you the whatever to the infinity. Uh, and, uh, and that is a blessing. And then the last one. Uh, this morning, uh, or this yeah, afternoon, what time, what, two something in the afternoon, today, last one today, uh, is uh, the character of our heart, uh, which he points out, which was the main point uh, of our day with our treasure. He says in verse 34, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Uh, and it's not so much what the treasure is um, as to where it is that determines the nature of it. So it's not, it's not what it is, it's why. Um, it's what, what's the motive? Uh, what is the end in mind goal? Uh, and our, our hearts, the Bible says, are desperately wicked. Uh, and uh, and it's always, uh, it always has something that it covets and treasures. And, um, you know, uh, the heart wants what the heart wants. And so often our heart isn't in line with the heart of God. And it wants things that we shouldn't give it. Uh, so we're to guard our hearts, the Bible teaches us. Make sure that uh, we see the right things. The Bible says our eye uh, affects our heart. Uh, the world. You think about um, uh, all the stories of p- people in the Bible uh, who um, went after uh, the the daughters and the the uh, of the of men, or uh, and uh, and gone off, and now they can't even speak their own language, and uh, a mixture between the world and uh, and it's just a mess. That which is holy is always profane by that which is unholy. So uh, the affections of the heart uh, and that uh, um, real. Uh, or imaginary treasure will always be put together. Uh, and uh, so um, God says that uh, we need to live our life and, uh, and not be anxious about those things. Uh, and, uh, and then whatever the Lord says, do it. I think about the, the, the other um, the story of the, uh, 
uh, wedding at Cana, uh, and where Jesus, uh, his mom gives instructions, and, uh, and so she says this, says, whatever he saith, do it. And, uh, and, and I just like to adopt that. Whatever he says, do it. Um, don't ask questions. Uh, don't double guess it. Don't try to come up with, uh, with a, a, another way or a better way. Whatever he says, uh, you just do it. So deter- to determine the condition of a person's heart, uh, of my heart, of your heart. And by the way, we do that. I talked about judging this morning briefly. Uh, but God says we look at fruits and we discern. Uh, we are to discern those things. Uh, when you try to discern someone's heart or where their, their heart is at, uh, you've got to locate Figure out what is you know what is their what are their values what are their passions, and uh, Jesus, in His Word, revealed the truth that what a person values most is where their heart is at. Uh, a person's time, attention, uh, their actions, their energy, their money um, will be focused on whatever they value above all else. So. God tells the disciples, Jesus, uh, as he's teaching them um, to not worry about the things of life, and then gives them seven arguments as to why they shouldn't. And, uh, and uh, he says later on in verse number, let's see here, in chapter number 12, uh, let me find it real quick. Can't find it. But anyways, you'll read it in there where it says, you know, basically, is this for us uh, or is it for everybody? Uh, and he's talking about uh, the preparation. Blessed is he, the servant whom the Lord, whom he come find and doing. Uh, and, uh, oh, verse 41, yes. Then Peter said to him, Lord, speakest thou this parable to us or even to all? And that might be a thing like, when you read your Bible, this isn't a Bible story that doesn't apply to you. Uh, this wasn't just instruction that he gave his disciples. Uh, in fact, we've got probably way more things to worry about than they had to worry about in their day and time. Uh, and all the things that pull and, and uh, try to capture our attention. Uh, uh, we have difficulties today that they didn't have. There's things that we deal with. Uh, they, weren't, they weren't having, uh, you know, um, uh, story times at the libraries in, at, at that time. Are you following me? So, so things that we're challenged with today are things that they weren't challenged with, uh, but he tells them. So it's for all of us. So God wanted to find them faithful in working, uh, and he says, uh, us as well. Blessed is that servant whom the Lord, uh, when he cometh, shall find so doing. So as we close today, uh, and again, we're uh, thinking about perhaps maybe you haven't put in your pledge or uh, decided about uh, what you're going to do or if you're going to do that. Uh, and it could be that what is deterring you from doing that is the uncertainty uh, of, uh, of life uh, and what's going to happen. And, uh, and who knows? Uh, we wake up tomorrow and, this, you know, the, the Dow Industrial is down 1,000 points. And uh, this bank and that, in fact, people during the lunch line were saying, I heard this and I heard that. And um, who knows? But all I know uh, is God says, don't worry about it. And so as much as I can... Um, humanly speaking, but with the help of the Lord, I'm just not going to. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, doesn't mean that I won't have stressors from time to time or uh, things that wouldn't affect me. And, you know, the price of stuff goes up. That affects me, affects you. Um, things, whatever, you can't, um, who knows. Uh, but, um, but all I know is that if it's, if it's terrible and it's terrible for a week or a year or two years, whatever it is, 
um, drop in the bucket, just, just like that, just a vapor. Uh, and, just bef- and before you know it, uh, you're walking on streets of gold and, and living in a mansion that God's prepared, prepared for you. And, uh, and so you're like, ah, time is tough. They're like, you know, uh, you know, where are you put? hey, uh, Pastor Reed, where are you putting your money? Um, trying to invest it in my heavenly mansion. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, because uh, that's the only thing that's going to last, what we do for him. And, uh, and so don't worry uh, and just trust the Lord. Let's all stand uh, today and, and uh, we'll get ready to be dismissed for the evening.